0: Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is independent of Santa Cruz Guitar Company, and all opinions are those of the speakers. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break.
1: Let's do this, let's do this.
0: Okay, great. Um, Today, folks, we'd like to welcome you and introduce you to Lisa Liu. Uh, Lisa is a Santa Cruz ambassador and a jazz, gypsy jazz guitar player um, with some pretty amazing credentials and talents. And I hope you get to know her over the next period of time. this this talk here, and um, if you aren't familiar with her work, we'll post the links to her work on the Santa Cruz page, along with um, whatever you need to get in touch with her. And always, our disclaimer is: everything that gets said here is what we think, and not what anybody else thinks. So, um, welcome, Lisa.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Richard.
0: Yeah, and Tad um, Tad's in um, Tad's in Berkeley. Richard's in Monterey and Lisa's in New York, right?
1: Yep. Brooklyn, New York.
0: Wow. How long have you been there?
1: Oh, long, long time. Um, Over 15 years. Um, I'm actually originally from California, you know, from Southern California. Most of my family lives in San Francisco now. Um, But I moved out here a long time ago and kind of made New York my home. Over over this long course of time, but for family holidays, I I definitely am the Bay Area. That's
0: great, perfect. Um, I'm going to ask you. I just watched Anticipation for about the third time. What what do you eat for breakfast to compose something like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. Um, you know, something really simple, just uh, oatmeal with blueberries and and coffee. You know, that's that's just what keeps me going.
0: Lots of antioxidants in there. Yeah. There
1: you go. Yeah.
0: For you. Um, how is it in New York now? Are you getting out to play at all? And and uh, do you have anything that? What's the situation like there? I mean, we we, we know the situation here in Santa Cruz and, and Tad Berkeley, but we know the situation is just, people are just without jobs.
1: Yeah, um, certainly all the, the live performance stuff has really dried up. Um, luckily, one of the places, one of the restaurant cafes that I've uh, regularly play at, this place called Cafe Paulette in Brooklyn, uh, they're allowing outdoor dining to happen, so that gig has returned, uh, but that's only going to last until the outdoor dining permit lasts until like uh, the October 30th, October 31st, so only about just a little over another month, um, but generally, you know, we, New York, were our numbers are really low here. We just, we got so slammed at the beginning of the pandemic, and generally, people have been really compliant with wearing masks and um, knowing what's up, and so are, we've been able to keep the numbers down really low, at least for right now. We'll we'll see how we go, you know, go into the fall and once like all the schools start opening up in New York City. But fingers crossed that we've 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 seen the worst of it so far.
2: So did did, did you suddenly shut down? I mean, how did how did the initial shutdown affect you? I mean, musically, did was suddenly were you like scrambling around? What are we going to do? And Um, How did you use that time?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I mean, basically, we got the orders on a Thursday in March that, hey, in two days, we're going to be fully shut down. And it was really very shocking and really traumatic. You know, 2020, my year was going to be full of travel with gigs and shows and other recording collaborations. And so, you know, this first couple of months was just like, okay, what, what are we doing? And then just with all the stress and fear of what the pandemic was happening outside. Um, I've been pretty lucky in the sense that I've been doing, able to you know continue my online guitar lessons and doing a lot of Zoom lessons and a lot of uh, online recording collaborations. So I've been okay. able to, to kind of keep busy with that and, um, and trying, trying to stay... Stay inspired and creative and, and finish my, my first solo guitar record. Um, mm. uh, but, you know, it's certainly day by day and, um, and just trying to stay positive through all this, for sure. Yeah.
2: So online collaborations, that sounds intriguing. How, how is that working? Uh, I've talked to some people who, because of latency and lags and the problems with sending large files back and forth, have been incredibly frustrated with it. Has it been working for
1: you? You know, I, you know, I, like for the most part, it's been working great. Um, I've I've been c- collaborating a lot with Cornelius Ed Trio that I play in, and we've all just kind of we've figured out a process where you know each buddy, every each individual just records their parts. and then we just kind of add to it um, collectively, kind of just like adding layers to a cake, and. Um, You know, it took some kinks to to work out. But overall, it's been working out really great. And I've been able to collaborate with other people and kind of in the same process and um, You know, it's, it's definitely a learning curve, Uh, I would say one of the silver linings of of the pandemic is upping my my recording and mixing abilities, which has been awesome. Um, But overall, it's, you know, it's it's been really great to kind of see that pivot, to do that pivot and and still remain creative in that way. So it's, so far it's working out great. we, I mean, so far for the Cornelius CD Trudeau, we've recorded like 40 songs. And for other projects and collaborations, um, I've been keeping busy with that as well, and then also my own solo recordings. So, um, just trying to keep busy with it all. That's like a
2: great silver lining.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of been like my beacon, my lighthouse, and and just uh, just trying to to stay engaged musically, not only you know with the instrument and music, but then also with people, since you know we're all just kind of holing up in our own homes right now.
0: Are you working uh, with Pro Tools for that, or um, what program are you are you working with on that? You know? I,
1: yeah, I I'm a big fan of Logic Pro. I've been using it for the last ten years, and it's it's kind of my go-to recording uh, DAW. Not only can I do a lot of audio stuff, but um, I also play keyboards. So there's some really there's a great virtual virt- virtual instrument uh, library bank in there. So I've just been able to um, be really creative within that within that DAW. That's
0: great. Every, so everybody's on the same. Everybody's on the same DAW and that that's how they share. Or you just you're just taking a you're just taking an AIF a file and, and going for it.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, for instance, some people work in Pro Tools, so they'll send me a WAV file. But as long as as we kind of just work out the logistics, like hey, make sure you're recording in 24 bit, 441 K. Generally, it's a it's a pretty seamless process to work in.
0: Great, great. Yeah. So I listened to a. I I think it was anticipation that you did with two microphones. I saw an RCA ribbon mic in there um, and something looked like an AKG.
1: Yeah, that was an AKG C414 UBS. That was one of the old 80s mics.
0: Yeah, um, unbelievable sound.
1: <laughs> yeah, a- I mean... Mike geeks. I'm sorry to say it again, Ted. Good morning, mic geeks. Oh yeah, I'm a total gearhead, so <laughs> uh, gear and guitar head. So I think I think we're all in the right place right now. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I have to. That's a testament to the guitar. This my Santa Cruz OM, um, where you know if you can't really mic that guitar, and it, that guitar is always going to sound great no matter how it's mic'd. Um so I I recorded that in a professional studio and and yeah it was an old R- RCA 77 I think it's and a ribbon then, mic yeah yeah the ribbon mic and then yeah. um the other one was the AKG C414
0: you know Eric um I know you you know Eric's guy and Eric Oh is, yeah he's amazing Eric is just the biggest microphone junkie on the planet <laughs> you know he's
1: oh, totally
0: about every couple of weeks, I see I see some mics go up for sale, you know, and it's like I wonder what it is this week. You know, he's uh, he's talking to me about these Lewitts right now that apparently are pretty amazing. I oh I've wow looked at them a little bit, but but not much. But it's really you know that that old RCA is a, a fantastic.
1: Oh totally, totally.
0: It seemed to catch a drone note like sometimes that guitar sounds like that high E string just. Things.
1: I mean, I my my Santa Cruz OM with a it has a European spruce top. I actually have it right here if you want to check it out. Uh, of course, here go. of course. There there she is. I've I've affectionately named her Rose. Uh she she has a rear European spruce top, Indian rosewood back inside. And um you just I, it's it's the best instrument i own you know as as you guys know the way that uh richard hoover is perfected and on the whole team at santa cruz it's just it just everything resonates perfectly you know so oftentimes i'll play chords on other guitars and i'll play it on the santa cruz and i'll just hear different overtones you know and and it's just it's a really beautiful instrument and, and very inspiring in that way and where it's constantly feeding me ideas because there's just so much harmonic information that's happening. Hmm. How'd you run it? Yeah, I was
2: gonna say, how did you come to your OM? I mean, did you play a whole bunch of Santa Cruz's and say, this is the one? Or, um, I mean, have you known about Santa Cruz for a while? Or did you just meet Richard Hoover and say, oh, I gotta have one of his guitars?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. You know, I was on tour um, let's see, I want to say in like 2014 or 2015 in New Hampshire and I stumbled upon this music store called Northern Lights Music and they, they're, they're one of the best acoustic guitar stores in the Northeast and that was when I really discovered uh, Santa Cruz guitars. I played an H13 and I sat down with it and I was just completely blown away. Um, uh, and the H13 is a completely different animal than the OM that I have, but there was just something really magical and old and ancient and, 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 um, had I had just had so much mojo, you know, and, um, I just kind of filed it in the back of my mind. I was just like, okay, these Santa Cruz, these guitars are incredible. Um, and and then just kind of work out around. I, I I was put in touch with Carolyn at at Santa Cruz Guitar Company, and we were able. They really were interested in what I did was doing at the time, and say, hey, let's let's do something. Let's. Um, would you like to be part of our artist roster? And I was like, definitely. Hello, <laughs> of course. Uh, and then I, and then Carolyn really, you know, as you know, Santa Cruz is such a custom shop. You can you can build whatever you want, and she was really. Really awesome to work with and very open. And then I went down to Rudy's in Manhattan, uh, Rudy's Guitar Shop in Soho, and I just played a lot of different guitars. And they had this one particular Santa Cruz OM um, that had the same specs that I have right now: European spruce top and uh, Indian rosewood back and sides. And I just kind of settled on that combination, you know, for the style of playing that I do. I I, I need a fast attack. I need something kind of loud since I, you know, I have that breaststroke picking in my right hands. So it has to be really responsive. So I just kind of, I kind of lucked out. I was just like, oh my God. I knew in the back of my mind, I wanted an OM style guitar, uh, just because all my previous acoustics were dreadnoughts. And I was like, oh, this is too big for me. You know, I kind of wanted something that that was really comfortable to hold. So I knew that I had that in the back of my mind and I just, I kind of nailed it with uh, with with the wood combinations, and then um, about three years ago, I want to say I was visiting family for the holidays for Christmas, and I, I took a trip down to Santa Cruz, the Guitar Factory, and got to meet Richard and Carolyn, and they had my guitar on the line. It was it was almost finished; they just had to bolt on the neck, and um, Dovetail, dovetail, not bold. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> dovetail <laughs> the neck, and 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 then I got it. I got it probably you know six weeks later, and I was just like, oh my god, this was exactly everything I've wanted, and one um, of the best instruments I have, the best instrument I have right now, and you know everyone from children to adults everyone in between they say wow this is an amazing guitar and it's it's really magical
2: so did, did carolyn and richard adjust your build in any way or is it just a stock om did you or you know was there something you said i'd really want a little more of this a little more of that or this changed or that changed or
1: no you know i was i, I made pretty sure that i was um at when i was at rudy's to really make sure that i loved the neck and I really loved it, you know, the, the satin finish and and um, it's not a V-neck, you know, it's kind of like a very, it's like a soft U and I really loved, it just kind of, you know, it was like butter in my hands. Um, I would say the main customization was just the top. I was just like, I want a European spruce top um, and for that really fast attack. And I was talking to Richard. Um, at NAM in January, he told me exactly where it came from, from the Swiss-Italian Alps side. Um, and I, I, just, I feel that was the, the really the only custom tape, customization that I asked for, was that European spruce top. And I think it makes all the difference, um, just to render that really fast and warm sound.
0: Nice. I, I think it's nice. really amazing how he has such a command of the tops. And Uh, he really does. He he, his Sitka. I have an OMPW that it's just a Sitka top, and it's an unbelievable guitar. You know, I mean, there's there's he just has such a command of the wood. Done a couple of podcasts with him where he's described how that all happens and all the magic that happens in the trees, and it's um, it's fascinating. He's um, definitely a holy man.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's he's a tree whisperer. <laughs> he really he knows I his his command and mastery of wood and being able to tune an instrument. It's just it's um, i I'm out of words. Can,
0: can we use can we use tree whisperer
1: oh, I go ahead <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, let's talk a little
0: bit about your online stuff. You're a homespun artist. Yes. Uh, the last, uh, our last interview was Adam Trump.
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, love
0: it, Adam. I mean, I don't know how come we're getting all these homespun artists. I think we're, but we're really lucky. But uh, talk about your online, your online lessons and, and, and that.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I met Happy again through at, at the, one of the Santa Cruz parties at, at Nam, and we just hit it off and, and he's here in Woodstock. And he was really gracious and asked me to do a gypsy jazz uh, lesson for him for homespun and and I was up there last October for the the luthiers conference that um, Robert Baker Warwick runs and he was like, okay, come up for the festival and, and let's let's also shoot a lesson for homespun. So I came up early and did that and and did um, uh, Did a lesson for him and they were really pleased with it it was they're they're such lovely people to work with and we had plans to to do another lesson series filming another one but but covid happened and so that's that's kind of been on hold but i certainly uh once things improve would would love to continue doing more stuff for them
0: and you're offering online instruction
1: i do yeah private guitar lessons so uh you know, people can contact me through, their, for, through my website and, and just shoot me an email and, and uh, be happy to, to work with people.
2: Well, and, and we're gonna make sure all your, your information and contact information and websites and YouTube links, all that's gonna be up on the uh, Santa Cruz Guitar Player Forum website. So people will have easy access to that.
1: Awesome, um, thanks so much, Tad, I appreciate that.
2: And, and we'll see, you know, maybe we can even add some text onto our podcast. Uh, I'll have to check with uh, our technical expert, Mr. Newman, as to whether or not it's possible. <laughs> sure. I think,
0: we can, I, think we can, I think we can do an interview. Um, talk about your right hand technique a little bit. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And the Homespun video, the way they shot it, it from shooting Eric's videos for six years or eight years, whatever I, I've done, you know, it, it, it's really interesting, but boy, your right hand, it's busy.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a really great observation, Richard. Uh, that comes from, uh, me being immersed in the gypsy jazz style and it's, it's called restaurant picking, um, where I have a a bent wrist and I am picking through the string and then resting on the bottom string. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really from the old days of how how Django played in the 1930s when they didn't have any amplifiers. And so in order to get the most sound out of the instruments. Um, they used this this stroke picking. And so I just uh, you know, Prior I've, I've been playing the style of gypsy jazz for about five or six years now and I really made the switch and, and committed myself to switching to, to switching. to this technique and I just found that I have greater articulation. I can move faster and, and be more efficient in my picking and it's really works. I, I love it. You know, it really transforms my playing and, um, allows me to do a lot of things that I wasn't able to do before.
0: What, what, what led you to it? I mean, what, what was the aha moment on that?
1: Oh gosh. Of of making of wanting to make the switch or, or the switch yeah
0: to... really just realizing the switch and then going ahead and going oh yeah I got to do this
1: oh gosh it, you know I've I've been really lucky that I've I've been able to see some incredible players within the style and being able to see what they do you know just being able to see and hear and feel what they were doing I it was just kind of an instantaneous like okay that's that's the sound I want that's the technique I want and um that's where I want to go. And it's, it's really funny. I was, uh, I was, I was in Nam in January and Eric, uh, Eric Sky and Scott Law were there as well. And they were, they were inquiring me. They were just like, how do you do that? You know, can you show me what you're doing? And um, I was able to turn Scott Law into it. And he texted me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he's like, I really love this technique. Thank you for showing me it. And it's, it's definitely, you know, it takes a lot of, It'll, it takes time and discipline and to, to make that change with the right hand. But um, for me, it works, and, and that's that's part of my sound for sure.
0: Are there exercises, or I mean, it, it, it's like almost it, it's such a, a stunning way that that it that it sounds and it looks. It's. <laughs> I guess uh, I' am a silver bullet
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's um, you know i I did a lot of work with a mirror i, I you know I'd set the mirror up right here and make sure that I was just keeping my right hand as relaxed and loose as possible and and then doing these picking exercises um, you know and that was that was kind of just part of my practice routine back then and and you know uh in quarantine i'm still trying to keep up my you know four to five hour practice routine happening and usually my first hour of practice is just mechanics you know getting playing my scales uh i, I warm up with segovia scales and um playing them as eighth notes triplets and 16th notes and then doing picking exercises you know so a lot of that is it's just working out you know getting that right in hand, hand and left hand coordination happening
2: So, Lisa, since you have your guitar right there, would it be possible for you to do a real quick demonstration of that technique?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah,
2: I'd I'd be intrigued to see it more closely. Um, To be honest, when I was watching your videos, I was actually doing more listening than watching.
1: (laughs) Oh, sure. So, you know, kind of my warm up routine would be playing, uh, uh, you know, the C major scale. And then playing the relative melodic minor wow. um yeah, so you know just try trying, trying to be as efficient and as as possible you know um Minimum amount of movement, maximum. What minimum amount of effort, maximum amount of movement, and that's that's kind of just general. My general philosophy of 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 playing, for sure.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Fascinating. It's. uh, I've watched a lot of Django videos, and it's just fascinating to see that it is. It's a completely loose. Looks like a completely loose (laughs) wrist, you know, and and yet somehow you maintain enough pressure in that looseness to hold onto a pick and just pound it, you know? I, wow.
1: Yeah, it's this interesting combination of, of, um, of being, being loose and powerful at the same time. And really that just comes with uh, my right hand just acting as a hinge, you know, and, and just letting gravity do the job. And that's where, that's where that strength and power comes from. And you know, uh, Charlie Christian, he was, he was a big proponent of the restaurant picking as well. So, you know, that kind of early swing jazz guitar, that's, that's a lot of the sound that I gravitate to and try to emulate in my playing. Wow. Impressive. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Tad, so, I'm, I'm looking through questions, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, well, I, you know, one of the things I was wondering, just the, the collaborations you're doing with other people these days, um, it sounds like you're putting together a lot of music. Do you have plans for putting it out there? Or, or, I mean, I think what I'm trying to get at is a lot of musicians are kind of locked in these days and are working on a lot of stuff. And I'm just wondering how people plan to get that out there so that people can enjoy it. Uh, Do you have any plans along that line or are you still just kind of in a creation phase?
1: Um, That's a great question. I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I try to at least put out a couple of um, solo guitar videos like once or twice a month Uh, just, you know, just to make sure that... um, I'm, I'm still utilizing that skill set and, and and getting you know perfecting my solo guitar stuff. I'm working on my solo guitar album, and that's kind of formulating. I've got like four songs going on there. Um, with the group that I'm working with, with Cornelius Trio, um, there's there's talk of how to release that, um, and I'm 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 not averse of releasing it during releasing it right now. Um, it's just a matter of kind of. Getting it all together. (laughs) Yeah, and getting it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, when you said you had like 40 songs that you've done, I'm thinking to myself, well, there's got to be at least an album in that. (laughs)
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally, (laughs) totally. So now we're just kind of thinking, at least in that project, okay, are are we going to do four albums or like EPs or month by month, you know? So that's that's something that we're, we're, we're hashing out right now.
2: You know, nope. yeah, no, that's a difficult thing, I think, these days with uh, uh, trying to, to both distribute and monetize all this creative content. Um, yeah, difficult.
1: Definitely, for sure. But, you know, I, I feel like I'm really lucky in the sense that um, people are interested. You know, if if you put the if you put the stuff out there, I've 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 found that people are really responsive to my work, and I'm really grateful in that sense, and, and lucky that people want to take lessons with me and and want to collaborate. So I've been able to um, keep the lights on with that. So that's been really great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's geek a little bit on the electric guitar.
1: Okay. Yes. Let's do, do you, it.
0: Do you play a little? I mean, obviously. It would sound like there'd be a Charlie Christian in the neck pickup of something.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my, my jazz box, my archtop is a Gibson ES-175, and I've got uh, I've got 12s on there, in my strings, um, you know, just to kind of try to emulate as, as an acoustic guitar as much as possible. But mm-hmm. um, and I got that used. Uh, it's a 2000 model. And it's, it's a great guitar. It's really heavy, you know, because it's all laminate. Um, but that's, that's kind of my go-to for my, for my art shop. Um, as far as my other electric guitars, I also have a Telecaster 1972 uh, custom made in Mexico with a humbucker pickup in the neck and then a single coil for the bridge. And I certainly do that for for session work and for for work that just comes up that that needs electric guitar stuff for for rock or for funk or whatever it calls for. Uh, Vox amps. Vox amps, yes, I love their their series that they came out. Um, it, you know those those little tiny heads. Uh, I. I got them a couple of years ago, and as a New York City musician, I'm like hauling gear on the subway. You know, every ounce counts. So I've, those I've, those amps are great. They have really great tone and um, really stand up when playing playing in venues as well.
0: She might be talking about that little night train kind of head. Is that is that?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's I think it's called the uh, the one I have is the Vox MV50. And, uh, you know, literally just the head just fits in the palm of my hand. So I could take that to a club and if they have a cab or if I want to go DI from there, that's it, you know. Yeah, but- um, so that's, that's really, um, as I said, being a New York City just New York City musician, uh, having less gear and, and it being as light as possible is, is, is the way to go.
0: I, I, I watched something with Steve Earle where he talks about moving around on the subway with
1: just a Princeton, you know, and, and
0: get it as small as you can and,
1: and Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, even with a Princeton, like, holy cow, because those things weigh like 36 pounds, so. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, uh, I,
0: I was fortunate enough to live in New York for 1979 and was doing studio work at the time with Hit Factory and- Oh, nice. A&R was across the street and and that and you know just how the lightest thing you could get in your in your pouch you know for sure was what came through the door. You know got got a chance to watch a lot of a lot of guys moving a couple of guitars and a little amp you know in and out in and out in and out.
1: Yeah definitely so you you know how you know how roll.
0: Yeah sure. yeah yeah. <laughs> just, just get it as light as you can. Totally. What about a desert island record?
1: Desert Island record. Oof.
0: Can change tomorrow. Doesn't have to be, just doesn't have to be that, but.
1: Oh my God. Man, that is so hard. Oof. I would say, um, I think it would have to be one of the Django records, you know, especially from like the Rome sessions, Uh, you know, since he was just such a huge influence on my playing. Um, that would be one of my Desert Island records. Can I name other ones or just Oh here? yeah, go, go <laughs> as,
0: many, as many as you can get on the subway.
1: Oh man. Um, Debussy Piano Works, any of his, any of his piano works, kind of the preludes. Uh, I was, my first instrument was classical piano. Um, so, you know, Bach and W.C. those, those were my two favorite composers. So anything from them, definitely. Um, John Fahey. Um,
2: oh, nice. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um his uh what was his what, what was that album? Blind Joe Smith? What was that was that his album? Um it, some of his some of that guitar playing is just so haunting and beautiful. Um gosh. Thelonious monk, you know. Um Nina Simone.
2: You're naming a lot of just really great classics, which will kind of tie into a question I wanted to ask you, which was, if you had an opportunity to play with any musician, alive or dead, who would you want to play with? Initially, when you first started talking, I think, oh, she's obviously going to choose Django. We, We don't need to go any further. But hearing you bring up some of these other classics, I mean...
1: I mean, any, any of those people that I mentioned, definitely, um, I would also love to play with Chet Atkins. you know he uh-huh. was he was another just incredible guitar player where could play anything, you know, classical jazz, folk, um, country, and his solo guitar work was just incredible. He was just a constant musician. Um, other other people, uh, sister Rosetta Tharp, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, being an incredible, one of the founders of rock and roll, uh, Elizabeth Cotton. Um, I'd be an honor to be able to play with any of those people.
0: You being, yeah. Bay, Air, being Bay Area, ha, does Ted Green come
1: into that at all? Oh, for sure, oh my God. You know, his, <laughs> he's, his, uh, his chordal books are, are, are incredible and the way that he's able to move harmonically, it's just, it's mind blowing.
0: Hey Tad, I, I'm. Any any anything else, Lisa, You've been really generous with your time. Oh um, no, absolutely. You want to tell us about anything? You want to? You want to? You you got something that we didn't ask that you want to share, or Tad? Well, I, I actually I was I was kind of intrigued. You also uh, are are doing a pickup
2: that I am completely unfamiliar with. I went to the website and did a little bit of looking up on it, but maybe you could, as a guitarist. Clue us in on what that little pickup that you also kind of represent is about.
1: Oh, sure. It's uh, called Crevo pickups and um, Jason Crivo in Portland, Oregon makes them. And they're fantastic. They're, um, they're, uh, they're removable. You, would, you The way that you install them on the guitar, it's just by putty. So it doesn't, it doesn't ruin the finish and they're completely removable. Um, so I used the the pickups for my gypsy jazz guitar as well as for my santa cruz guitar i I had to make me one for for a steel string and you know i'm I'm kind of old school i didn't when i when I had both of these guitars made i, I specifically told um, Caroline at Santa Cruz she asked me, "Do you want to have a pickup installed i'm like no <laughs> i just i want it, I want it as as clear and 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 untouched as possible and um I think they sound great. They're they're magnetic pickups. Uh, the one for my like, Santa Cruz I think has a as a 5.5 k winding, and um, they're hand wound and they also have Mogami cables, so they're extremely durable. I've, they've they've totally lasted me in all the years that I've been using them for gigging, and um, oh. and just a really clear sound. Uh, they're magnetic pickups. And um, you know, for me I feel like the magnetic pickup route is the way to go, you know, just because I do kind of dig into my my strings pretty hard. Um, for for kind of softer work, I, I think I would just go with a, with a condenser pickup, but for the majority of, of the stuff that I play, using the, the crevo pickups have, have been really awesome to use. Yeah. All, right. All right,
2: That's interesting. Yeah, that was something I was unfamiliar with. And then do you do any processing? I mean, do you have like a pedal board or something you also use or any special yeah. preamp or... You know, yeah, no, just...
1: I mean, okay, for if I'm playing, if I've been playing the Santa Cruz in a club or venue, I'll just, I'll use my LR Bags DI, you know, the the, P, uh, the old school brown one, you know, that has the EQ. But I'm, I, as for acoustic guitar, I'm, I'm not really a, a gear nut with all the pedal stuff, you know, I just, I kind of want to go... go yeah, just plug it and go and, and, and just keep it as pure as possible. Um if I'm playing through an amp, I I do have an AR an AER compact sixty amp. I'll just I'll plug my my pickup right straight into the amp and that's it. And that's it.
2: And wow.
1: Just, yeah, and just use the EQ within within the amp itself.
2: That's nice. That says a lot about the pickup.
1: Yeah, definitely, for sure. And I mean, you know, for for the Santa Cruz guitars, they're they're relatively easy to to amplify. You know, it's, it's, they sound so great. And it just has, it's a I find it to be a winning combination. Excellent.
2: Cool. Well I, that I yeah, looking through the questions we had, Richard, I think we we did about everything. I mean, we gotta make sure that we're gonna direct everybody to Lisa's Facebook site and YouTube connections and And um, everything else, uh, that'll all be available on the Santa Cruz Guitar Player website. Um, And uh, gosh, you know, this this has been fun. And and this is our first uh, transnational podcast. Awesome. Uh, First time we had to actually worry about time zones and all that other kind of (laughs) fine stuff. So, you know, uh, we're growing as a a, a podcasting uh, uh, duo. Uh, so we want to thank you very much for uh, uh helping us with that. And uh it's been wonderful talking to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I just want to tell one one little story uh in, in regards to the, the anticipation bodeo that that you referred to, Richard. I wrote that song um when I when I got my Santa Cruz guitar when it arrived at my apartment. And and you know, there's I was ready to rip in rip open into it. And then you know they have that that sign on the top of the box that you have to wait twenty four or forty eight hours for the wood to acclimate to the you know to whatever place that you are, and I was just so bummed <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my God, I have to wait <laughs> and so i was I was just like, oh my God, I wanted to get my paws on this guitar so so badly, and um I just kind of sat down and and um you know, when I finally was able to write, uh, got my paws on, on the guitar on the Santa Cruz, the song kind of just came out and, you know, of, of waiting for, you know, those 24 or 48 hours of wanting to play this guitar. So. Um,
0: so which one was it? Was it 24 or 48 hours? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. What, what, is, what is the sticker? I, I think I want to say, it's hard. I don't remember. Yeah, it depends, <laughs> on,
0: yeah, it depends on, the, on the temperature and the weather. Yeah,
1: totally. Well,
2: you have you have far better self-control than us so <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you're there you know so you know it's uh the perfect 45 percent humidity all all year round
0: yeah pretty pretty much in, unless we're on fire or whatever's going on with us but uh yeah uh, thank you thank you thank you i so do
2: much. like the idea of being able to promote santa cruz guitars you know that way just you know buy a santa cruz guitar and a day later a great song you'll you'll write just
1: there you go absolutely for sure
0: (laughs) thank you lisa go out and have a great day in new york city okay
1: you got it thanks so much for having me and um we'll be in touch and visit when you're back in
2: in california
1: oh definitely i'll give you guys a shout out all right
2: fantastic all
0: right right, take care thank you
1: Bye. bye bye
0: we hope you enjoyed this installment of the santa cruz coffee break for more music related fun, please join the Santa Cruz Guitar Players forum at scgcpf or santacruzguitarplayers.com. If you have any questions or possible podcast topics, please contact us. If you have a product or service that you feel would be of value to our listeners, please consider adding your support and keeping the coffee pot on. Contact us for more information. We ask that you hit the like, follow bell, or bookmark buttons so we can keep you informed of upcoming podcast episodes. We hope you enjoyed Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Now it's time to go play your guitar.